I would like for you to turn to Ephesians, the third chapter, and for our message this morning, we want to talk about how powerful the body of Christ is, and we want to talk about the obedience of faith. What does that include, the obedience of faith? Uh, If I could just... uh, uh, get that great message that's been taught so much in the New Testament. And if we could grasp it, if we could grasp what it is, the obedience of faith. We're going to read uh, the t- two passages that have that phrase in it. But first I want you to read Ephesians, the third chapter, and where Paul is praying And in the 14th verse of the third chapter, he says, Ephesians 3, he says, For this cause I bow my knees unto the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, of whom the whole family in heaven and earth is named. Now, I ask you to consider that passage in the light of the passage we read in Hebrews 12, where that he explained we have come to the General Assembly, to the Church of the Firstborn Ones, to the people whose names are written in heaven. And he just describes everybody who's ever been saved by the blood of Christ. Now, this phrase here includes the people who have been saved. There's Peter, there's Paul, there's James, there's uh, you name them, the great workers in the first century. You name Stephen's the first martyr. But name the many people who've, who've died in the faith. And he is, he, he is the Christ. And he bowed his knee before him, of whom the whole family in heaven and earth is named, and we give him the the honor because we believe in him. The name is that you believe in his authority, of whom the whole family in heaven and earth is named. And then in the verses to follow there, Paul is praying, he's praying there for the making known or the enlightening of what happens when people have faith. When people have faith. And this is the obedience of faith is going on right here in this prayer. And he's hoping it'll go on in the lives of every believer. Now look at that, at that uh, message there. Here's some that's. Here's his prayer, is that. He would grant you. Now that takes faith to believe he will grant something. We can't prove it. That he would grant you according to the riches of his glory. We can't calculate how rich God in Christ are. 
But here comes the message, and it takes faith, to be strengthened. Have you ever found, found, uh, been found fainting, and, and have you ever come to the point where you think, I'm at the end of the row, and I can't go on, and I need strength? And has he, he ever called on him, and has he ever given you that strength? Well, that's the obedience of faith. That's believing in an unseen being and in a Christ who, who is at the right hand of God and who has promised to strengthen us and be with us all the way, even to the end. And he doesn't just strengthen you with a little, but that says he strengthens you with might. That's power. And he does that by his spirit. But I can't see it. I can't smell it. I can't taste it. I can't feel it. But it's by faith. And he's praying that they would be strengthened, that they would be granted this strength and this help by the spirit. And he tells you where it will take place in the inner man. Now here's another that that Christ may dwell in your hearts by faith. Can you explain that? No. Faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. But the Word of God has said that He does. This Word says that He dwells in our hearts, and He's praying that He may dwell in my hearts by faith. What goes on? That's the obedience of faith. Faith believes. Faith trusts. Faith trusts that we have come to this great body of believers and people who've been saved, and that He's here and that He's present and, and He dwells in our hearts. And if he dwells in your heart, you won't curse, you won't think evil, you won't belittle, you won't have bad thoughts, you'll have gracious thoughts because you'll be thinking like Christ thinks. And you'll be endowed with his presence and with his perfection. And then another that is that you will be rooted and grounded in love. And that takes faith working. It's a, it's a choice. You can love or you can hate. But the choice is when you identify with the one who is love, then you love. And if you don't love, then Satan's on the throne of our mind. But at the obedience of faith, you are grounded in love. Grounded means you're substantiated. You are fastened very boldly and very fast to love. And to get a good definition of that is, is in 1 Corinthians 13, chapter 4 through 8. Love suffers long, it's kind, it's not puffed up, it doesn't behave itself unseemly, it doesn't seek its own. It is not easily provoked. It doesn't count evil. It doesn't stack it up. It just believes and it endures and it's never letting a person down. It continues. But this great 
prayer here of the Apostle Paul, he continues and says that may be able to comprehend with all saints. Now, you know how much power we have? Well, if we unite our body together in thinking the obedience of faith, and this faith is how we adjust in life, when difficult days come to us, when, when moments of sorrow and moments of sadness and moments that are challenging us, but when we think about that we, all the saints together that we name there in Hebrews 12, what we've come to, we've come to this great place, to the heavenly Jerusalem, that you may with all these people comprehend, that means understand, that means be mindful of, that means appropriate, that means have faith in, that we're a great body of people, that we're the body of Christ, that we may comprehend what is the breadth, what is the length, what is the depth, and what is the height. Isn't that wonderful to think about how strong we are all together? All the people who have ever believed in Christ and have died and gone on, that all of us are together. The power that can change the world. And the 19th verse says, And to know the love of God. The obedience of faith is to know the love of God which passes knowledge. Well, if it passes knowledge, I can't explain, and we can't explain. But you know, he said, this is the first requirement in the old law. They said, what's the first, Lord? What is, what's the first one? And he said, to love God with all your heart, with all your soul, with all your mind, with all your strength. And the second one is like unto it, is to love your neighbor as yourself. What? Yeah. And now he's praying that they may have the love that passes all understanding, and he says it's the love of Christ. Did you see how different it is that Christ looked around and he saw this lame person? He saw this deaf person? He saw this blind person? He saw this only son of a widow dead, the only daughter of a man dead, and he was just around helping and healing and bringing to life to show that he is able and he loved people. He loved those who were downtrodden. He loved those who were some people thought didn't deserve to be loved. You know, I'm just wondering how much of Christ that we have in us when there are so many hurting, suffering people and most of us are so unconcerned. And 
if somebody spends a little time helping people that are in the they say, are you out of your mind? No, a person is in his mind, and a, a person, she's in her mind if she stops to manifest the love of Christ that passes knowledge, that you may be filled with the fullness of God. Now, that's climaxed in the 20th verse that said, Now unto him who is able, besides all of this, this is an obedience of faith, but besides all this is that he is able if we have other things we haven't mentioned. And if you can just sit down and help a person and say, well, what's troubling you today? And say, oh, I'm so depressed. I'm so sad. I just have a sad effects of my life from beginning to end of a day. Well, what, what's wrong? I'm depressed. Well, you ought to get some medication. Yeah. There are medications of help, but you know the answer is that Christ is alive, and Christ made her mind, and Christ has spoken, and he said we need to have the faith, and the faith is dependent upon him and his person, and we're insulting him, we're rejecting him, we're saying no to him. When we don't understand this great, beautiful passage, it says, Now to him who is able to do exceeding abundantly above all that we ask or think. So oh, he couldn't help me. Don't have any faith. Oh, but to, to me, he doesn't mean he doesn't mean this little thing that I have in my mind. Yeah, he he loves you, and he's concerned about you, and he wants to help you. He is able to do exceeding abundantly above what you can ask. You say, well, there's a lot of things I don't know that's true. You have a lot of hidden things. He's able to do even above what you can ask. And then we don't ask him, and we don't plead with him, and we don't say, God, just take the things that I can't explain. I'm so disturbed, and I'm so distraught, and I'm so uncoordinated. I need you to help me to find that that I don't understand. And your word said you'd do above that which I ask. I can ask all I can ask, but well, there's some things that I haven't been able to even ask. He'll help. That's what you call obedience of faith. That's what you call believing in the unseen and in the power. And he says, He is able to do exceeding abundantly above all that we ask a thing. According to what? The power that works in us. It works in us. But it only works by faith. And he said unto him, Be glory in the church. In the church? Yes. You mean that church that he said in in Hebrews 12 was a New Jerusalem? And, and a number of angels that couldn't be numbered? You mean the ones that had been washed in the blood? Yeah, that's what I'm talking about. Is that what we are? Yes, that's what we are. We're the body of Christ. 
But how did you, how did we get there in the first place? I want you to turn to Romans. This is real important that you, that you, that it's a, Romans is the book just after Acts. And the first chapter, and the fifth verse, but let's just start with the first one. Paul, a servant of Jesus Christ, called to be an apostle and separated unto the good news of God. And the good news is just what I've been sharing with you, that, he, that we're able to function and to operate by faith in him which he had promised afore by his prophets in the Holy Scriptures. We miss the whole point if we were not exercising ourselves in this great faith. It's talked about by this Old Testament. Concerning his son Jesus Christ our Lord, which was made of the seed of David according to the flesh, and declared, there is the fourth verse, declared to be the Son of God with power, and that power is what I talked about and what he talked about in that third chapter. He is able to do exceeding abundantly above all that we ask, think, or ask, according to the power that worketh in us, according to the spirit of holiness by the resurrection from the dead. See, Christ has been raised from the dead, by whom ye have received grace and apostleship. Look at that phrase, and this is, the theme that we've been talking about. What for? For obedience to the faith. For obedience to the faith among all nations. For his name. Now, I want you to just turn. In closing, I want you to see the last chapter and the, the nearly the last verse of that same letter. He had to close. He opened with that, and now he's closed with it. In the 16th chapter of the book of Romans, and when we look at the 20th verse, he says, Now to him that is of power, to establish you according to my gospel, and the preaching of Jesus Christ according to the revelation of the mystery. Now, faith has a mystery. And the faith has the mystery. The mystery has been made known is that he works in us, that he helps us, that he answers prayer, that he helps a person who's down on the bottom rung if he'll have faith. Jesus is alive. Jesus loves you. Jesus has given his life for you. He has suffered for you, which was kept secret since the beginning, since the world began. But now, look at that 26th verse. But now is manifest or made known by the scriptures of the prophets according to the commandment of the everlasting God. All the things that have ever been spoken from the beginning and all the prophets that spoke was all focusing on us and what we're doing today. And Christ is the King. Made known to us, made known to all nations, for what? For the obedience of faith. That is to appropriate him. We have a secret. Now, I want you to turn back 
to the sixth chapter of Romans, please, and show that he continues this theme of the obedience of faith just in, in, even in obeying the gospel and becoming one with Christ. Look at that sixth chapter. Some people are going to say, well, what, what is, let's just go ahead and sin. God forgive us, and, and we'll just do it over again. We'll come back. And, and No, he says, no, no. Yes, he's going to give you grace, but here, look at this. Focus here. You're in the process. You're in the body. You appropriate him, and it's going on. You appropriate him, and you keep in touch with him by faith. It goes on. And he starts it in the second verse. He said, how shall we escape? How shall we that are dead in sin, dead to sin, live any longer there? And when we put in Christ, we were made free from Christ. Christ said, I'll forgive you your sins. And if you sin again, I'll forgive you that. Oh, does that give you license to sin? No, 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 no. That's just how important you are. You're chosen. You're special. You don't have to worry whether you have it made or not. You have it made. You just have to confess it and say, hey, I've got to be obedient to the good news that I'm a saved and that I'm special and that God will help me. And any sin that comes into your life, if you confess it, he is willing and just to forgive your sins. See? What he said, don't you know that so many of us as were baptized into Jesus Christ were baptized into his death? Washed in the blood. Did you know? How do you know? You know by faith. Faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. The obedience of faith, it goes on. And when you get into Christ, you don't reject him. You don't leave him. You don't forget. You don't think that you're back in the world again. Therefore, we are buried with him. You got with him when you were buried with him in baptism. Into death, that like as Christ was raised from the dead by the glory of the Father, even so we should walk in newness of life. You've been planted together in the likeness of his death, you should be in the likeness of his resurrection, knowing this, that the old man is crucified with him, that the body of sin might be destroyed, that henceforth you don't serve that old man anymore. So what, how do you do it? By the obedience of faith, you just keep in touch with Jesus. And if you sin, he forgives you your sin. You just confess it and say, I know that. That's the devil's way of trying to get me back in the camp. He's not going to do it because I'm with the Savior. He can keep me and I can rise above it. For he that is dead is freed from sin. Now, if we be dead with Christ, we believe that we shall also live with him. Now, if you don't live with him, you don't have the obedience of faith. If you're living with him, you're going to be with him, you're going to worship him, you're going to give your life to him. Look at number nine. Knowing that Christ being raised from the dead, he dies no more, your faith is working, and death doesn't have any dominion over you, neither does sin or the devil. You won't count there. For in that he died, he died sin once, but in that he liveth, he liveth unto God. That's the obedience of faith. Likewise, reckon ye also yourselves to be dead indeed unto sin, but alive unto God through Jesus Christ. That's the exercising of faith. That's the obedience of faith. That's what he said at the beginning of this letter and the end of this letter. He said it's, it's made known to everybody for the obedience of faith. And it goes with that third chapter of Ephesians where he said, I pray to God that ye that, 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 and that this power and this spirit and this thing will work in you. 
and that you can do even above, he'll do even above what you ask or think. You just don't let him go. Look at number 12. Don't let sin reign in your bodies, that you should obey it in the last time. You obey faith. Faith, what do you mean? You believe Christ is there. Neither yield yourself servants to as instruments of unrighteousness unto sin, but yield yourselves unto God and those that are alive from the dead and your members as instruments of righteousness unto God. That's the obedience of faith. For sin shall not have dominion over you, for ye are not under the law, but you're under grace. Mean you can do anything you want to? No. You obey your master and your Lord. What then? Shall we sin because we are not under the law but under grace? No, 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 he said. God forbid. Know ye not that to whom ye yield yourself servants to obey his servants you are to whom you obey, whether of obedience or sin unto death or obedience unto righteousness. There's the word. Obedience unto righteousness or obedience of faith. But God be thanked. Look at that 17th verse. That ye were the servants of sin, but ye have obeyed from the heart. Understanding it, obeyed from the heart, that's the obedience of faith. That form of teaching, death, burial, and resurrection. You died to sin, you confessed Christ, you were raised with him. What people need to understand, which was delivered you. Being then made free from sin, you became the servants of righteousness. We need, we need to understand that every one of us fall prey to the devil many times. But Jesus is powerful, and he's loving, and he's helpful. And if you don't take anything with you away from here today, take Christ. Take Christ. Obey his will by giving yourself to him turning against the sins of this old world and coming unto him, believing in him. Confess your faith. Be baptized with him like that chapter says and obey the form of teaching and then you just rise with him and you take him with you. You don't have to worry what's going to happen. He's going to deliver you. He'll deliver you. But you want to come to him? Don't you need him? Oh, how we need him. Open up your heart. Let him come in as we stand together and sing.